0: Um, now I want to start by asking you, are you the kind of person when there's an easier way you'll take the hard way? Uh, you you refuse the easy method. So are you the person who instead of using the dishwasher, which is just stack and go, you decide to wash them by hand? Is that you? Uh, some people just like the punishment, don't they? Uh, in our house, the argument often centres around this piece of machinery, the Thermomix. If you haven't heard of it before, it's a super blender uh, that can apparently do anything. Uh, and curse insists that it makes just about every kitchen job easier. Uh, so the one that it often comes to a head with is mashed potatoes. Uh, so me being a more traditional sort. I like to cook the mashed potatoes on the stove. That's how I've always done it. There's something nice about it bubbling away. Um, but curse tells me that it's quicker and easier in the thermix. You just chuck it in and it pretty much does it for you. Um, somehow it figures it out. But I, I just can't bring myself to take on this new technology. Um, now, I think that there's a little bit of that in all of us. It comes out in different areas where there's a better way Uh, But we resist it for some reason. Uh, And I think one of the places that that happens is prayer, believe it or not. Uh, We know, well most of us know I think, uh, that prayer is an amazing thing that God has given us. Uh, That the vast majority of the time uh, we should be in it, doing it, praying. Uh, But so often we skip over uh, and instead of giving things to prayer we try to do them ourselves. Um, Last week we saw something a little bit like that in in the Bible. Uh, We've got this incredible gift, God's Word, that has been given to us. Uh, And rather than cherish it and see the gift that it is, so often we we put it aside as something that we're too busy for. Uh, And I hope last week you're encouraged um, to get into your Bible more to make the most of this precious gift that we have. Uh, This week, my hope is, is similar with prayer. Uh, that we would see what a what an amazing gift it is that God has given us. Uh, that we would not just know how incredible and how powerful it is, but we would go and put it into practice. Uh, that we would become prayers. Uh, and so there it is, that's my goal for today. Uh, that we would leave utterly convinced of the need to pray and to pray often. That we would do it. Um, And it would be a silly thing for me to start a sermon where that was my goal without praying, wouldn't it? Uh, And so I'm going to ask that God would transform our hearts, uh, that we would become these great prayers. Uh, So how about you pray with me now? Lord, I want to thank you. Uh, I thank you for this gift that you have, that I can speak to you now, that that you will hear our words, uh, that you will listen to them, uh, that you will respond to them, that you will act uh, from what we say to you. Uh, And so we thank you for that. We pray as we look at your word today um, that you would shape us to become the prayers that we should be. And we pray that in Jesus' great name. Amen. Um, So like I said, we're going to explore uh, the great value of prayer. And so to give you a bit of a roadmap of what we're going to look at today, prayer is a pretty broad topic. Um, This is sort of where we're going to head. Uh, We're going to start off um, by thinking about what prayer isn't. Uh, I think we often fall into the trap of forgetting what prayer is uh, and isn't, and, and so we'll start by undermining some of those misconceptions that we sometimes put into practice. Uh, we'll then, of course, we get what prayer is, what, where does it fit in, what does it do, uh, and then we'll finish by what should that do in us? Uh, how should we respond to that? Um, and as we do that, as we explore these ideas, uh, we are going to jump around the Bible a little bit, uh, which is an ideal because uh, it means only spending a, a short amount of time in each passage, uh, and there's a danger of missing what's going on in each one of those passages. Um, but because we're going to try and draw broadly from the Bible, it's kind of a necessary thing for us to do. Uh, so as I go, the verses will be up on the screen, um, so feel free to jot them down and, and spend some time looking at them, exploring them later, so you can understand those passages a little bit better. Uh, And so, like I said, we're going to start uh, with what prayer isn't. Uh, And as we do that, we're going to see three things that prayer isn't. Uh, Firstly, we're going to see that it's not just saying the right words. Secondly, we're going to see that it's not for show. Uh, And lastly, we're going to see that it's not a token thing. And so we'll start by flicking to the passage we heard from Lorenz today, from Matthew 6, 6. Um, which is the bit right, we're going to look at the bit right before uh, the Lord's Prayer. Which is, is if you're in home group this week, we looked at the Lord's Prayer. We're going to look at the lead up to it from Matthew 6 to start with. Um, so here it is. It says, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Uh, And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Now I think this passage shows us two things in particular uh, about what prayer is not. Um, The first one, that it's not for show. And the second one is that it's not about saying particular words. Um, I'm going to start with the second one. Uh, warns us against thinking that there's some particular way of saying the words that will make our prayers work. Um, but that's not how prayer works, is it? It's, it says, do not babble like the pagans. They think for their many words they'll be heard. But, um, but it's not about getting the words right, the length right. Uh, it's something else. Um, so this is my daughter, Brooklyn. I'm sure lots of you have heard her, if not seen her. Uh, she is almost two years old, uh, and this is our first daughter, so Kirsten and I are on a bit of a steep learning curve, figuring out this parenting thing. Um, but one of the areas that we thought we'd, we'd hit a victory on was manners. Um, so Brooke is slowly but surely learning new words. Uh, and as she has, one of the things we worked on pretty early was, was getting her to say please and thank you. Um, now, I may be a little bit biased, but I think it's super cute when she says, thank you. Um, so I'm going to put on a little video just to prove it. Oh, okay. yeah, that's cute, right? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, now, we practiced and practiced to get her saying, please, regularly, when she wanted something. Um Uh, And she knows how it works. So she knows if I want something, I say, please, that's good manners. Uh, And I thought, we'd got it. We'd nailed it. Uh, It was a victory. Um, But I was a little bit naive. Uh, See, what I didn't count on was that we were teaching her that if she said, please, she could have anything she wanted. (laughs) Now, it might sound obvious to you experienced parents, but... We were just so excited that she was saying, please. And so really showed up one day when she saw a block of chocolate on the bench. Uh, She spotted it. Uh, She asked for it. She said, please. And we said, no. You should have seen the look on her face. What's going on? It doesn't make sense. I said, please. Why on earth are they not giving me the chocolate? See, as far as she knew, it was a magic word that could get her whatever she wanted. See, the passage is a warning uh, that praying isn't just a magic set of words that gives us whatever we want. There's no right way to pray uh, that will guarantee that what we ask for will be given. Uh, Prayer is not a tool that we use to leverage against God, uh, so he has to give us whatever we want. Uh, We will come to see what it is as we get to that second point. Uh, But at this point, it's good to notice uh, what this idea that it's not magic words means as we go about praying. See, if prayer isn't about getting the words just right, if there's no specific length, there's no specific combination that we have to hit, uh, it's very freeing, isn't it? Sometimes I think we worry when we go to pray, what if I get the words wrong? What if I don't say it right? Uh, but here we see it's, it's not about getting the words right. Uh, that's not something we have to worry about. In fact, verse 8 told us uh, that before we even ask, God already knows what we need. Uh, now that makes us wonder why we're praying at all, and again we'll come to that, what prayer is. Um, but for now we can know that if we can't get it out quite right, if we, we don't have quite the words to speak, that that doesn't matter, Uh, that there's not some set way that we have to pray uh, to be heard. Um, Part of, I think, what we worry as we wrestle with that, what if I get it wrong, is we worry about what people will think. Uh, But again, we're freed from that worry here. Uh, We don't have to worry about that. We saw in that first part of the passage that praying isn't about impressing other people. Uh, Those verses tell us not to stand on the street corners to be seen by others. uh, Rather, go and pray in secret, because God will hear you and he's the one that matters. Now, that's not telling us that we shouldn't ever pray in public. Uh, We'd be in trouble after tonight, wouldn't we? We've already done that a few times. Uh, We know that that's not the case, because Jesus himself, who's teaching this, prayed regularly in public, uh, and he taught us to. Uh, What he's telling us is that the point of praying isn't for the sake of others it's not to be heard by other people the point is that we're talking to god see the danger of thinking that we pray simply for the sake of appearances is that what that becomes what we think prayer is all about it's just an appearance it's just something we do i think we're tempted to treat prayer in that way not just in public but even in private i think it's a real temptation it's the heart's not in a token kind of prayer we do it because we're supposed to uh, just going through the motions. Uh, I suspect I'm not the only one who's fallen victim to it. I, I've got to pray, that's right, and just talk through it. Uh, and I think it means that, that if you do that, you're praying, not expecting anything to happen, aren't you? Just saying the words because that's what we do at the end of our quiet time. Uh, it's a danger. And when you think about it, what a, what a sad view of prayer that would be. Uh, if, if that's all it is, so much that we're missing. See, the reality is that prayer is incredibly powerful. Prayer is anything but token. In fact, Jesus encourages us to pray, um, not not because it's something that we have to do, but because God wants to give us good things. Uh, Listen to what Jesus says just a chapter over from the Lord's Prayer in chapter 7. So up on the screen there. Hey, that's an incredible picture of God, our Father, isn't it? A Father who loves us and, of course, naturally wants to generously give to his children. So we need to make sure we realise, we remember that prayer is effective. Uh, there's a God behind it who calls us to ask because he wants to give. Um, James 4, maybe you've heard this verse before, says, You do not have because you do not ask God. Uh, Now, like I said before, uh, that doesn't mean that prayer is a magic set of words and you'll get whatever you want. But God's outlook as we come to him is one of generosity. Uh, And so we should come boldly to him in prayer. God is generous. uh, And so it's a really helpful thing to ask. Uh, and, And it's encouraging, isn't it, as we heard from... Uh, Different people, as we heard from Richard and Julie, uh, it's great to look back on the way that God has been generous. Uh, It was great to hear from Richard and Julie the way that God has answered their prayer. Uh, I'm sure most people in this room will have a similar story. Uh, They've prayed and God has answered. It's great hearing from different people about the way God has worked in their lives. And so, uh, again, I want to encourage you, uh, just like we heard from Joy last week, Make the most of this group of people. Sit down with someone at dinner. Ask what God has been doing. Tonight, ask particularly, how has God answered your prayer? Uh, in fact, I'm giving you full permission. Tonight, as you sit down for dinner, ask the question. If people get upset, say, Rob, told me too. It's not my fault. <laughs> ask. Share. Hear these stories. God is generous. It's great to celebrate that. It's great to know it. Uh, and so we've seen what prayer isn't. It's not about getting the words right. It's not about appearances. It's not just going through the motions. Uh, It's not impressing people. Uh, And it's definitely not token. It's effective. God gives generously. Uh, Prayer is one of the ways, the key ways that he chooses to do that. Uh, So that's what prayer isn't. Let's move on and and really think about, well, well, then what is prayer? What is it? Uh, and we're going to see three more things as we look at that, uh, what prayer is. Uh, we're going to see that it's relational. Um, secondly, we're going to see that it's an acknowledgement of who God really is. Uh, and lastly, we're going to see that it's something that will change us. Uh, and so we'll start on that first one there. Prayer is relational. I uh, think Lorenz read us the Lord's Prayer, uh, so did Margie. Uh, think of that first line that comes up, our Father in heaven. See, straight away, Father. It's telling us about a relationship, isn't it? God is relational. Uh, He could choose all sorts of words. Jesus could have given us all sorts of titles to give God. Almighty, Lord of Lords, King of Kings. But he gives us Father. And it's telling, isn't it? Uh, It fits with the passage we saw in chapter 7. He is our Father who wants to give generously to his children. See, prayer, it's not like writing a letter to counsel... Uh, We're not petitioning some abstract being. Jesus shows us that prayer is a child coming to their father. Prayer is us in communication, in relationship with a heavenly father who cares for us deeply. And of course, regular communication with God makes sense if you're a Christian, doesn't it? Uh, It would be strange... If we're in a relationship with God, to not talk to Him, imagine if I decided to take a couple of days off talking to curse my wife. I said, "Look, I'm too busy. I'm just not going to talk to you for a couple of days." That would not go down well. I've never tried it. I'm definitely not the perfect husband, but I know that wouldn't work well. I'd be in a lot of trouble. It would do damage. And so, why would we think that our relationship with God would be any different? We need to talk with Him daily. Um, Did you notice one of those lines in the Lord's Prayer? Give us today our daily bread. See how it works. Notice the words there, today, our daily bread. There's an implication there, isn't there, that we come daily. Uh, He doesn't tell us to come daily because, well, (laughs) I can only handle so much at a time. No, 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 the God who created heaven and earth, he, he could deal with our needs for the rest of our lives easily in one snap of the fingers. But he tells us to come daily because of our relationship. There's something valuable about being in communication with him each and every day. And so as we come to God in prayer, it's relational. Uh, and we need to realise that, that in this relationship we have a place. And so I think an easy way to think about that is to think about how our own families work. That's my family so far. Give us a couple of weeks and there'll be another one. Um, when Kirst and I talk, uh, we come together as equals. Uh, when we want to work out what we're going to do next, what our plans in life are, uh, we negotiate back and forth, even in the day-to-day stuff. Uh, if we disagree, uh, we'll hear each other out. Sometimes we'll go my way, sometimes we'll go her way. Uh, and we work it out, we come to a consensus. That's, that's how our relationship works. Um, but when I'm dealing with Brooklyn, it doesn't work quite the same way. Uh, it's not a healthy back and forth. It's not a sometimes her way, sometimes my way, balance it out kind of thing. I take the lead. Uh, and it's important that I take the lead and curse with me. Um, because if we didn't, there'd be some dramatic problems in her life. Uh, certainly, her regular request "When we, what do you want for dinner? Ice cream, chocolate. Uh, she learnt those things before we ever showed them to her as well. <laughs> So grandparents are wonderful. Um, but see, see, the relationship, at this point at least, we're, we're not equals. Uh, one of us needs to take the lead. Uh, and one of us needs to help the other. So we need to make sure Brooklyn is heading in the right direction. We've got that greater perspective, that greater capacity to work out the path. And so we lead her. Uh, when we come to God, it's similar, isn't it? We're in a relationship. He's our Father. But that reminds us as Father that He leads. Uh, We're not equals. We don't have the same capacity. We don't have the same perspective. As much as we hate to admit it, and we often do, we don't always know what's best for us. And we don't know what the best path is. And so we turn to God. Uh, And so a big part of prayer is coming to God, acknowledging His rightful place as Father and leader. Uh, We saw that prayer isn't about getting the exact right words, but it is about getting the right heart. Prayer should remind us that God is God, and we are not. Uh, And rather than disheartening us, that should excite us. Uh, Because someone with a much greater capacity and perspective is leading us, is showing us the way. Uh, So for me, growing up, my sport of choice was rugby. Rugby. I loved it. I was a winger because I was really skinny and really fast. <laughs> Hard to imagine, I know. Um, and I played for something like 10, 15 years. Uh, and through those years, uh, I realised that one of the most significant aspects to how my team went wasn't so much the, the individual skill of the players, uh, but it was about the coach. as how good the coach was. See, the coach is the one who sees things that the players don't. Uh, they've got that bigger perspective. They can set the players in the right direction. Probably not the best example of a super coach, is it? As we come to God, we're reminded of His bigger perspective. Uh, we can see, and un- He can see, and understand much more than we can, uh, and that's liberating, isn't it? It means that even when we can't see why, we can wholly and fully place our trust in God. Because we know he's got the bigger picture at hand. And we've seen that over the last few months, haven't we? As we've worked through 1 Peter, uh, left to our own perspective, we'd never choose the path that's laid out for us, this path that that may include suffering and hard times. But through 1 Peter we saw that there's a bigger picture at foot, that God shows us uh, that it's worth it, that we can gladly head down that path because in the big picture... It's a much, much better path that leads somewhere better in the end. Think about how the Lord's Prayer goes. Listen listen to the words again. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. See, this... Prayer is Jesus showing us how to pray. Uh, And notice that at every step along that path, every step in that prayer, God is in control. His kingdom come. His will be done. Uh, We get our daily bread from him, our forgiveness from him, and it's him alone who delivers us from evil. Prayer is putting God in the right place, isn't it? His rightful place. The words don't matter, but our hearts do. Prayer can be uh, a lot of different things, can't it? We can bring our requests to Him, uh, things going on in our lives, things going on in others' lives. Uh, We can come in repentance. We can cry out in pain. Uh, We can cry out against injustice. Uh, We can literally bring anything at all, going on to God. Think of Dave showed us that axe model, that adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. There's all sorts of things that we should and can bring to God. Uh, Philippians tells us that we're not to be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Nothing is off the table when we come to God in prayer. Whatever you're going through, you can bring it to Him. Uh, But as we do that, we come acknowledging who he is, that he is God. That without him, nothing is possible. And more than that, that his path is always the right one. Uh, And so that's why it's appropriate when we come in prayer to worship. God is God after all. He loves us and cares for us. And he's working for our good. And so we praise him uh, and acknowledge that he is God. Uh, And it's in that frame of mindset that we that we bring our prayers. Uh, when you look at our values, um, they're on the back page of your sheet if you want to have a, a sticky beak. Um, you'll see that down for prayer we've got two verses. Uh, one is Acts eight, and the other is Psalm one. So I'll put them up on the screen so you can see them. Uh, have a listen to each one of them. Uh, so Acts eight, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Uh, and then the Psalm 127.1. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labour in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. Now did you notice that these two verses we pick for prayer don't specifically talk about prayer? Seems odd, doesn't it? Why wouldn't we choose the Lord's Prayer or something like it? Um, but I want you to notice that these two verses capture the heart of what's going on when we pray. Uh, Prayer is about relationally coming to God, acknowledging that He's in control. More than that, without Him, any of our efforts are futile. Uh, And so these capture the heart of what we're doing when we come to God in prayer, that we're handing over to Him. Uh, And as we do that, as we hand over to God, uh, as we have that heart that puts Him in His right place, it changes us as we pray and acknowledge God is in control, that it's his will and not our own, it shifts our perspective from ours to his. Uh, So I think a really great example of that we see uh, as Jesus prays uh, the night before his death in the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, Listen to what he says. This is his prayer. Uh, They went to a place called Gethsemane and Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. See, Jesus is is not surprisingly at all deeply distressed about what was coming. He knew the kind of death he was facing. Uh, And so he prayed. Uh, And there's no mistake there about what he desired, is there? He wanted to have to not go through with it. Just like you or I wouldn't want to go through with it. And he asked God to take it away from him. But notice what he says in the end. He says, not my will, but yours. He comes to God openly and honestly distraught before his father but he puts God in his right place he says not my will but yours uh, and that passage keeps going jesus prays for uh, hours it seems uh, and listen to how that the end of that passage comes listen to what uh, jesus says after all of that he says enough the hour has come look the son of man is delivered into the hands of sinners "'Rise, let, let us go. "'Here comes my betrayer.'" So he finishes praying with resolve, doesn't he? Resolve to live out God's will. Uh, it's something we see regularly throughout the Psalms. Uh, have a listen to Psalm 13. As I read it, uh, notice where it starts and finishes. Notice the start. start it's it's uh, King David writing the Psalm. Uh, notice how he begins the Psalm and notice how he ends it. "'How long, Lord, will you forget me forever?' How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I will trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise. He has been good to me. It's amazing, isn't it? As we pray, as we come to God dependent and trusting, it will shape the way we think about things. Uh, it will shape uh, the value we place in the outcome. Not my will, but God's. It changes our outlook. we will change from asking God to heal our sickness to asking God to use the situation, whether we're healed or not to achieve his will. As we pray like this, it will change the way we act. When we're praying that God's kingdom come, it will lead us to seek that in our lives as well. Coming to God in prayer with a desire to see his will done will change our hearts and so change our actions. As we rest in his will, as we put it to him, God will shape our behaviour. He'll shape who we are. He'll shape what we see in the world. And it makes sense of why we don't always get the answer we originally hoped for in our prayers. Um, I mentioned earlier that passage from James that said you don't have because you don't ask. Uh, But listen as I I put in the next verse. Uh, Listen to what it says. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. See, prayer is powerful and God is generous. But as our loving father, he also wants what's best for us. Uh, And so as we pray, as we come earnestly to him, seeking his will, he changes our hearts to align with his. Uh, And so it changes our motives. Um, So I want to just stop and recap for a moment, see where we've been. There's lots that we've covered. Uh, We've seen what prayer is not. uh, That it's not magic words we simply recite. Uh, It's not about other people's impression of us. Uh, We've seen what it is, that it's relational, uh, that we speak to God because we are close to him. Uh, He wants to give us good gifts. But we've seen that we have a a place in that relationship, that God is our father, that he's got a perspective much bigger than us. Uh, And so we come to him acknowledging that he is the one who's in control, that his path is the one we need to follow uh, and we've seen that as we do that, it will change us. It will change our perspective to his uh, will, and it will change the way that we act. Um, but I want to finish um, by thinking about what does that mean? So that's great. That's uh, good to think about. But what will that look like as we try and live that out and understand that? Uh, and so I want to spend just a, f- a moment, uh, just the last few minutes, Uh, Thinking about how do we live that out as individuals, how do we live that out as a church. Uh, And I think uh, when we wrap our heads around this, um, the most obvious impact will be that prayer will become our first step in everything we do. Um, Now, I recently heard of a couple uh, who were looking to buy a house. Uh, They went out looking and they found the perfect house. You know how you do that? It's just there, that's the one. Um, Now, they were pretty confident that they could get the loan they needed, so they went ahead and made an offer. Uh, It was accepted, and so they put down the deposit. Uh, But then disaster struck. So getting the loan wasn't so easy as they expected, Uh, and their loan was denied. Uh, They lost their deposit, and the whole thing was a waste of time and money. Um, So you've got to make sure you get the first thing done first, don't you? Uh, You shouldn't be putting down that deposit until you know you have the money. It's simple. Uh, in the Christian life, the first step in everything we do, we do needs to be that we turn it over to God in prayer. Uh, that's true for us as a church, uh, and it's true for each of us individually. Uh, this series is about Lake Max' vision and values, but they can't just be things that we decide on uh, and head towards, hoping that God will be okay with it. Uh, see, when we embark on these things, the first step is to turn to God in prayer. Um, And you can see as we've worked that out in the vision and values stuff, uh, how much that works hand in hand with the Bible. Uh, Both prayer and Bible reading are two sides of what it means to communicate with God. Uh, And so as we work out our vision and values, we find that in the Bible uh, and then we bring it to God in prayer, uh, seeking his guidance. As we saw in Psalm 127, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labour in vain. Uh, and, And I think that's makes sense, doesn't it? It's easy to see how that plays out in the bigger movements of our lives. Um, Where I think we get lost sometimes is that it's a principle we need to apply across the board. It's something that needs to be part of everything that we do. Uh, In every part of our lives, we need to stand before God in prayer. Uh, And that's something that, as Liam and Alice and I, as the overseers, have talked and, and been thinking about us as a church, that's something we've really identified. We want to grow in as a church. Um, we want to become a church who is instinctively prayerful. That's the word that we've used. Uh, And by by that we mean we want to be a church whose natural first move in in whatever the situation is to pray. Um, I talked about playing rugby before and and that role of the coach. Uh, One of the things that I remember my coach working really hard with us as a team uh, in our drills uh, was that I was a back, and so as a back... Whenever we ran on the attack, he made us have our hands up in front of us. Uh, And he did that. Maybe you've played rugby and you've had the same drill drilled into you. Uh, He did that so if a ball came, uh, whether we were expecting it or not, we were ready to catch it and go. Uh, And it meant a lot less spilled ball. And uh, we we did a lot better as we tried to catch it. Uh, And because of that drill, uh, it became natural. I couldn't run as a back without those hands popping up here. It's not the natural way to run, but it's, it was drilled into us. That was what we did. Uh, and so, uh, it was good for us as a team. It was instinctive. Uh, it meant we caught a lot of those loose balls that we would have otherwise missed. We, as Christians, need to train ourselves to be instinctively prayerful. So, that... We no longer even think about it. It's not something we we have to work through the steps, but it's our natural response. Uh, It's the natural thing we do to whatever is happening in our lives. We pray. Uh, On one side of things, that will come in a really structured way. Uh, So each of us should daily have this time of prayer uh, that we bring before him all the things that are going on in our lives, saying, not my will, but yours. Uh, but it will also extend further than that. It will extend into the unstructured parts. It will mean that as things come up in any part of our lives, our instinctual first response will be to pray. Not just to say, oh, I'll try and remember to pray for you later. or will put it in the back pocket. But naturally, instinctively, to turn straight to prayer. That needs to be our gut response, our natural action Uh, So you might be chatting over dinner after church about how you've been challenged or encouraged by something. Let me urge you to make your first response to pray, to turn that thing over to God. Uh, One of the ways we want to encourage that as a church uh, is we want to create a space that we can come and make that response after the service on Sunday. I think often one of the times where we're really hit by something uh, something that we need to turn to prayer is after we've been spending time in God's word like we do at church. Uh, and so starting this week and continuing every week, uh, we're going to have a space. This row of seats out the front here, after the service, is a place where you can come and pray. Uh, we'll have a couple of people here. Uh, the idea isn't that they're here uh, to counsel you and tell you what to do, but they're here to pray with you. Uh, and so no pressure. Uh, no one's going to grill you whether you come or not. It's simply a place to come and pray. And I want to invite you all, uh, whoever wants to bring things to God in prayer, uh, here's one place you can do it. As we think about all of that, as we think about this need for an instinctive response to prayer, uh, let me prepare you for what will happen if you adopt this approach. If you become instinctively prayerful, if you make prayer your first stop, as you grow relationally with God, He will change you. He will help you become more like Jesus. He will change your heart so that your actions will change. And He will be generous. And God is a loving Father who loves to give good gifts, God is gracious. As you turn to God in prayer, he will provide much, much more than you can imagine. He will give in abundance and he'll do it in lots of different ways. Prayer is an amazing gift that we've been given. A gift that that God invites us to exercise. A gift that God wants us to exercise so that he can give graciously and generously. I think we know this. We know what an incredible thing prayer is. But so easily we slip out of the habit of doing it. And so this week, uh, let's go away uh, and not just know it, but let's do it. Let's be instinctively prayerful. Let's be a church who prays. Let's be a church who chases God's will. Let's start by praying now. Lord, we thank you for your generosity, that you are a God who gives good gifts Lord, we thank you that you are open to us, that we can bring any part of our lives to you in prayer. Uh, we thank you that as we hurt, we can cry out in pain to you. As we rejoice, we can celebrate the good things you've given us. As we find needs, we can bring them to you, and knowing uh, that you promise a peace that transcends our understanding. Our Lord, you are good. And so help us to to keep up that relationship with you. Help us to speak with you on and on, daily. Lord, grow us to be instinctively prayerful. And we pray that in Jesus' great name. Amen.